Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. Um, I am Lee. And I'm Chuck. Chuck is back. Alright, so those of you who uh, don't know who Chuck is, um, if you check out some of our first um, beginning stuff we did with The Mandalorian, Chuck joined us for, I think, two different episodes, right? We, I, did, the, we did the first two episodes the first time, I think. I believe so, yeah. And then we did, um, we did a few others... Or uh, one other after that. So yeah, Chuck is coming back because we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we are focusing on a new show, um, a show that is actually, a, um, it's called The Chosen. Um, Dallas Jenkins is the director, and it's done by uh, VidAngel. So what this is, it's actually a Christian-based show that actually takes the uh, gospel um, and makes it something that's, I don't know, I mean, I, I hate to say <laughs> I've watched a lot of things that show the history and story of Jesus, and I get kind of bored with it, but this, it really makes it into a um, a modern-day drama type thing, and you get a real sense of who these people may have been back then, so you get a lot of extra things that weren't just directly from Scripture to kind of get a sense of what it was like just, you know, living back then. I mean, what's your take on on the show so far. I mean, right now we're going to discuss the pilot episode, which is not so much just um, about like the things that Jesus did after, but it's it's about the the shepherd encountering um, the birth of Christ. So, what's what's your take on it so far, Chuck? So so far, I mean, for me, like you're saying, you know, I'm not. I've I've watched many a Christian movie, and um, especially ones when they try to portray the Bible, and especially around Easter time, and I I usually find myself falling asleep halfway through. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to do the quote-unquote Christian thing and kind of keep it G or PG and not really show, you know, real life of what was going on. I mean, if you compare life then to life now, I mean, I think we pretty much have it easy compared to then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're showing... I've watched a couple episodes so far, um, and a couple episodes I've seen so far, they really show the nitty-gritty of life you know, I think it was like they were showing like two BC or right <laughs> around the time, like so two thousand years ago. Right. Um, but to actually see that, and for the first time in a long time of watching a show that is actually based on and around the life of Christ, aside from the passion of Christ, I actually get that, you know, that that crazy feeling inside of like, this is real. Right. Versus. It's just sugar-coated, for lack of better words. Um, it's not this pretty little picture. Right. Yeah, I, that's, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I've, so I've watched a lot, um, you know, before my Christian walk and everything, too. And some of the best shows I've seen, you know, I, I kind of... Uh, well, let's put it this way. So The Walking Dead, for example. You know, I, I got into The Walking Dead. I was so excited that there was going to be a zombie mo- or zombie TV series coming out. And when that first season broke out, I was like, oh, this is great. And then over time, I just lost interest because the way that they, I mean, to be honest, I felt like they really went downhill. They went into a different direction with it that just kind of took away from the whole zombie apocalypse thing and how do you survive and made it more against, you know, man against man, just a battle against man, this whole civil war of, and I, I really lost it because these characters that you're supposed to be rooting for, they're losing their humanity and they're going against it. And it just, it just kind of ruined the show for me. But, um... And I watched stuff like Breaking Bad, where you got somebody who, I mean, the whole point was to take Mr. Chips and turn him into Scarface by the end. And they did. You know, that was exactly how they put it. Um, and Vince Gilligan did a great job with that show. 
So for me, after watching Breaking Bad, it was really hard for me to get into any type of show um, because it ruined it ruined TV for me because it was so well written, it was so well put together, and you know you really got interested in it. And even if you didn't agree with the subject matter, the storytelling was just phenomenal in it. So, I mean, some people probably disagree with me, but the way that I watch The Chosen, like I'm excited to watch the show. I love that the episodes are short enough, you know, but you get so much in each episode. So this is Chuck's first run um, of this series. So it, I, I think you watched, you know, one other episode besides this one, so we'll discuss that one next week. Right. Um, but this is the pilot that came out, and I'm excited that I've, I've gone through this, the series twice all the way through, and then I've watched some of my favorite episodes, you know, just kind of in passing. Um, but they, they're very impactful. If you want to find something that's based off of truth, but it's actually really gripping, and the storytelling is really well done, like there's, there's great cinematography, the characters are believable, um, and it's just, I, I, this is definitely a great show to watch. If you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend you do. Um, if, and also, if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen to us right now, because this is for us to be discussing it <laughs> in detail um, because of just how the, the, the show is put together. So um, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen it, please check it out. Um, you can get the app, uh, the Chosen app. Um, and you can watch all the episodes for free. Or if you have different streaming services, you might be able to find it there as well. I know if you have Hulu, I think there's some there's some sites that'll pop up that'll play it for free there too through Hulu. Um, I or believe, Roku, rather. I believe mean. YouTube will also... Oh, yeah. You can YouTube find them on YouTube. Has it. Um, especially if you want to watch this episode, The Shepherd. Um, right now, it's not on the app, The Chosen, but you can find it on YouTube, which is how I watched it. Right. Another thing, too, is this... This series has been out now for the almost a year and a half, two I'd years? say almost about two years. I about mean, th- two so years they just now? finished filming the second season, so um, that's that's pretty good. And they're already starting funding on the third season. So, th- what's cool about this is it's all crowdfunded, it's all about like donations. So, people are making donations. You can watch it for free, and then those of us who've watched it and really just loved it and we want to pour into the ministry will donate money to see this continue on. Right. And uh, and it's it's so far it's just been amazing to see a story like this be told in a way that's actually attractive. Because <laughs> you know? um, again, I've I've like you said, I've fallen asleep. I've watched so many different things. I'm just like, yeah, I understand the story. It's a great story. It's nice to see it, but this is just it's a whole different level of of telling a story that's based off of you know the history and the life of Christ. So anyway. That's my little spiel to kind of start this off. But this, this, so just a background on this episode, The Shepherd, the pilot, this was actually something that Dallas Jenkins did for his own church. Um, so it wasn't, he wasn't planning on making a series out of it. He just did it for a, a Christmas special for his church one day, you know, for I don't know how many years ago, and just wanted to just present it to them. And people were like, this is amazing. It you was know. phenomenal. Like, I, I keep imagining, like, we, so Chuck and I, we go to the um, the Crossing Life Church uh, in Wyndham, New Hampshire, and, uh, wow, we're getting a lot of stuff out there now, but um, we worked with um, with our friend Dave, who runs his own production company, and they've done a ton of things. There was a lot of, of uh, media stuff that was done back in the day, and I keep thinking, I'm like, man, you know, <laughs> if he was still around, maybe we could do something like this, and we can really start getting some things together and just doing this quality of, of storytelling you know, it's very inspiring seeing what they've been doing with this. And I think that's, I think that's what it does. That's what it's, that's what it does for me, is I've watched so many Christian movies, 
And if I was to put them in the realm of like different quality, like you have you have B movies, you have A movies, you have epic movies, you mm-hmm. have you know blockbusters. I would nine out of ten times put Christian movies in like B rated movies. B they're, or less. Yeah. yeah, they're just <laughs> the the acting really isn't the best. Um, the the filmography and the directorship of the whole thing, you know, it's 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 okay to pour in a lot of cases. Um, and for me, I was listening to Will a few weeks ago, and he was saying, you know, in regards to some of the movies I was watching, that he watches a lot of movies now not based on actors, but based on directors and right. how the movie is. And I'm a lot the same way. I I could care less if the movie has a known actor in it because the director will make an okay actor good, but a director can make a good actor bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> this one right here, the director and the filmography of this movie does not come across like it was poorly done. No, not at all. It was phenomenal. It drew your attention. It kept your attention. Um, and it actually, what caught it for me, the few that I've seen so far, is it actually... It's about the life of Christ, but it's a lot, it's about the life of Christ so far that I've gathered based on the people around him. Right. Um and they are the chosen. They are the chosen there. ones. Yeah. And <clears throat> it it just it it shows it, I don't know cuz it, it it draws you in because I put myself if I was in that situation. Right. Like even with this episode, it's a twenty-minute episode. It's you're not you're not you know spending a lot of time watching it, but when you watch it, it like it nearly drew me to tears just because of I was like, it's so amazing. Mm. It was so it was simplistic, but yet at the same time it was deep. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No. Totally. It's it's great. I mean, I I think that the um, the actors they chose here. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they've they've come from, where they started. Um, it looks like it looks like most of them are all they're all American. <laughs> and and it's funny when you when you watch some of the interviews with them talking, you're like, oh, they don't have an accent at all. They just some some guy down the street, you know, and he's here he is doing it. But it's it's just it's so believable. The acting in here, it's all. Um, it, I mean, it, it makes sense if they're all believers. It's coming from a real place of of desire to tell this story, desire to think like, what if I was in this position, knowing who Christ is? And I think that's the that's the push that's like assisting the director to tell the story is that people are really saying, what has Jesus done for me, and then acting that out. It's a real like it's it's um, method acting, you know, in a sense. In a sense, yeah, because I mean, we're all kind of living in the time because of what happened here. Right. Um, and it's crazy because I was actually, I was actually, to not go too deep into the episode yet, it's a lot of it in the episode you see, it's going back and forth from this rabbi in a, in a temple actually reading scripture from Micah, from mm-hmm. um, Jeremiah, and he's reading the, the, the prophets and stuff like it, that. Yeah. And it caught my attention. When we read, you know, because if you read scripture, Matthew and Luke mm-hmm. are going to be more the birth of Christ. Um, which I believe this one, they actually came out of Luke too. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but it's going through everything. And 
I was actually thinking about it today watching the show, and I was like, imagine being Joseph and Mary. Mm-hmm. They grew up in synagogues. They grew up with temple. They grew up with all these things, learning the Didache, which is the, you know, the teachings of the, of the church. Mm-hmm. It, and then, like, hearing the words of Jeremiah and Isaiah prophesying the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Christ, and then it happening to you. Yeah. It would be so surreal. <laughs> like, this can't be... I, I, I would be sitting there going, this can't be happening to me. Right. This is, it's so... Like, I know Scripture... And imagine being Mary. It's going to come to a virgin and being like, I'm a virgin and I'm pregnant. Well, I mean, that's what basically is. I mean, what does the angel say to her? You know, the first thing he says, you know, like, don't be afraid, woman of God. And it's just like basically affirming her and saying, you are exactly who you need to be. Like, and you know, it's just, it's amazing when we get to that point and recognize, you know, how much, um, how much faith God has in us. You know, these people who continue to make mistakes and continue to mess up and, you know, continue to turn away and and go our own direction and try to, you know, think that we know better. You know, it's, but we still have a purpose. We have a place. We have, we are a part of the big machine, you know, and it's not just like, oh, that's it, you know, move on. Like, we, we have value in our personality, in our skills. Everything that we are is exactly how he wanted to make us. You know, we right. can still make bad choices or good choices, but there's still a plan for it either way. And that, I mean, that can, for a lot of people who struggle with that, there's the whole like, well, is, is it, is, is fate a thing? Well, I mean, there's a point of it where it's like, yes, there, you are destined for greatness. You are destined for these things, but that can look differently based on the choices you make. So you, you, we have free will. We as humans have free will, you know, but, um, you know, God has, has, given us that option to, to do whatever we want. You know, are we going to choose to listen, or are we going to choose to do it our own way? God can still bring us back no matter how far we've gone. Right. And that's what's amazing about it. And that actually, what you just talked about there, fits will fit really nicely into the next episode. Yes. Because um, I, actually, I actually, to be honest, episode one, this is, The Shepherd is actually considered episode nine. Well, if you're looking at, yeah. If you look at it in the <laughs> order of the season. Of what they released from the show, yeah. Right. Because um, it was funny. I actually watched episode one to, to get ready for this. And then Lee's like, did you watch The Shepherd? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, so, if you, I was going to actually read part of Luke 2 just to kind of set the foundation. Yep. It's what they did right in the show. It starts off right off the bat with just words on the screen, kind of giving you not so much a cool Star Wars scroll, but, you know, just <laughs> just the title screen giving you scripture directly out of Luke 2. So, yeah, go ahead right. and share that. So, if we, if we start with Luke 2, I'm going to read Luke 2, 8 through 21. It seems like a lot, but it's really not. Uh, so, it says, Now there were shepherds nearby, living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all the people. Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and laying in a manger. 
Suddenly a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels left them and went back to heaven, the shepherd, the shepherds said to one another, let's, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, that the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and located Mary and Joseph and found the baby lying in a manger. When they saw him, they related what they had been told about the child. And all who heard it were astonished and what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these words, pondering in her heart what they might mean. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything was just as they had been told. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Mm. And it's crazy because they, they took that, what, 13 verses, and they just <laughs> made this amazing episode out of it. Right. And it actually focuses, the shepherd, they, they're they looking at this group of shepherds, but it actually focuses on this one shepherd. Right. And I, 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 that's what's <clears throat> awesome about the show itself is we think of the gospel and we get, like, here's the story, here's how everything goes, and here's the stuff that's happening from this narrative of, you know, I mean, obviously we're getting it as if it's just it's written as a narrator basically telling us the story, but we're getting this this close understanding. Like, we never even get a name for this shepherd, like there's no name. It's just like it's just this this shepherd of the four shepherds. He's this one shepherd, and um, I mean, I guess we can kind of get into the show itself right here. Yeah. But I mean, the, the cool thing about the way they started off with the writing and everything is they they kind of give you that they give you the background. Here's what's going on, um, just to kind of give you that context of where they are in history, so you know where we're starting without having to go through this whole storytelling thing. They want to get to the point of like, here's here's what's going on. Here's the world you're in. Okay, and go. You know, watch it. Talking about the Hebrews suffering heavy taxation, and they're praying for relief from the Roman occupation, and they're just waiting for the Messiah to finally show up. And I love how they kind of get into the whole Messiah thing, and you start to see the Pharisees and what they think the Messiah is based on, you know, the prophets and based on what they are, but it's like, right. yeah, but this, you know, we'll get there. One thing I kind of got out of this, and it's it's the greatest th thing I got from this story here that they're telling, is the last will be first, right? Yeah. Because this shepherd is basically the one who's, he's always behind them. He's, you know, he's dragging his leg. He's got a, a, he's bust, a, he's got a bust up, busted foot. He's got a crutch. He's got a blemished lamb that he's he's carrying around like he's he's messed up he's clearly just like the one that everybody kind of looks at and they're like come on hurry up uh, uh, whatever and they keep on moving without him and i love that that they they took they made this story just around this like you said he's he's a cripple he's 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 unfortunate and but he's got a heart he's got a heart that's that's yearning and and looking for something for a savior well and he even says that it. he says i'm he, he even asked the rabbi when he comes in, he right. says, you know, do you believe the Messiah will come? Right. So um, as, as, we're, as he's coming up there, he, um, they get around a well. And this is where you kind of get a sense of what they're doing here. Like the men are just being men. Like, hey, ladies, hey, oh, where you going? Uh, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I know that was a really horrible sound like Cheech. You know, like, hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mean, what is this, soap? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. Um, anyway, whatever. I my my history. I've watched a lot of movies that I regret watching now. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so they're hanging out by the well, and you get this real sense of, like, they're just regular people, you know, they're doing their thing. And we get a lot more from these characters as it kind of goes on, but I, I like that we can kind of see that happening here. And that's when it kind of cuts to, they're on the way to Bethlehem, you know. Um, unlike what you said, Bethlehem, I think that's where they, they specialize in just having ham, lots of pigs. But Bethlehem is, <laughs> is where we're headed here. And, um, sorry, I, I call people out on their grammar all the time. It will, will told me to, so now I just can't stop doing it. I'm fine. I did the, same, I did the same thing. I said Bethlehem when I was a kid, but then, you know, I, I thought it sounded, it's you know, Nottingham, Bethlehem, you know. They should all have ham at the end. Bethlehem. Who, who came up with that? It's just, it's, I, it, sounds I have like, to say, it sounds like you're trying to get someone's attention. <clears throat> I, lo- <laughs> I love the, I love the, uh, the one thing I did notice is the 20th century post with Bethlehem painted on it. Right, right. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I looked at know. it and I was like, someone <laughs> painted that <laughs> for the movie. His, his daughter did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing. <laughs> but it was, out of the entire show, it was like the, the one, one thing, thing that for was me modern. that just didn't fit. Well, I think they, they were using that. It, to me, I kind of got that as like, that is a, a title. You know, that's a modern title. You know, it's a way of putting a title there and just pointing to it. But they said, oh, let's make it a sign. They made it a road sign. Right. Like you would see on the highways, but they had it just <laughs> painted. Well, didn't say, hey, welcome to Bethlehem, the ta- the nice place or nice place to live or something. Um, yeah, what's population? 35. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. One thing I noticed about that, the um, the Pharisee, the rabbi in there who's preaching in the tabernacle, I'm like, man, he has a very well-shaved beard. <laughs> and I see Chuck. Chuck has been growing his beard. I haven't seen Chuck with a beard since before he got married, so this is pretty cool to see. I'm liking it. He's trying to catch up to me. I mean, he's not going to have a nice rabbi beard like I've got going on right now. But anyway, um, he's getting there. You, I don't know if you can hear it. His microphone doesn't have the, uh, the phantom power, so you might not hear the beard. I'll let you hear mine. Here we go. That's some, that's some beard sounds for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is late at night. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't have dinner today. <laughs> anyway, um, so the rabbi's talking. He's reading out of Micah 5 and just going through the prophecy there. And I think it's, I mean, it's obviously there's a purpose. You know, every time you're making anything, there has to be a purpose when there's anything being read there. Um, but they're in a marketplace in Bethlehem. And you get another Pharisee, Pharisee who's doing inspections um, for sacrifices. Basically, again, they're going through all this stuff. It's like, you need to send this in. Here's what we do for your atonement and all that stuff. And um, he, as, as this one shepherd we're watching is there showing the lamb, he just says, like, hey, basically, can I ask you a question? Do you think, you know, like, what do you think about this new Messiah? Is this Messiah going to come? And, and the Pharisee's response is like, yes, and he will be a great military leader. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> Pharisees. <laughs> but the best part about it was, you know, yes, he says that we all kind of roll our eyes, but I love that, that you know, this, this servant, you know, this, this little shepherd dude is like, yeah, but didn't Ezekiel say, you know, and as he's like kind of like argue with him, like didn't he basically say that he wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be a military leader? Right. And then... Before he even gets that out, the Pharisee just, like, freaks out. What is this? How dare you? This isn't a, you know, it's not a spotless lamb. Look at this. And, you know, the lamb had this big blemish or, you know, some kind of cut or something, a wound on its leg. And he's just like, basically, get out of here. And, and the next line he says actually oh. is, like, the, it's like the opening for the rest of the show. Right, right. <laughs> 
Well, go ahead. What was the next line he says? Well, the next line he <laughs> says is he actually, he says, don't come back until you find a spotless lamb. Right. And as he says it here, and it's great because he's, it's just showing where the Pharisees are and the, the need for a true Messiah who's going to tear down the walls, even of the Jewish people, not just the Gentiles and just the Romans and anything else. But he says the Messiah hasn't come because of people like you, you know? It's just like, I was like, That's oh, That's exactly man. why he came. You know, it's it's amazing. The Messiah hasn't come because of people like you. It's like, well, that's the whole thing. The, the meek shall inherit the earth, you know. And, and this shepherd was just like, he was so interested in learning. And, and I just said at this point, I'm like, dude, Jesus, come, you know. Like, come on. Like, that. we, we, need, we need Jesus to show up here. But I think what I, what I love is when, when you see, because you see the, the Pharisee that he's talking, the shepherd's talking to, mm-hmm. Then you also, and it also goes back and forth to the Pharisee that's reading in the temple. Right. Um, but it's just, they did a really good job showing really how arrogant and pompous they are. Right. And, like, it, it's, they had a two-class system there, but then these guys were even in their a class of their own. Oh, right, right. And they were just, it was all about how much do I know? And he was even talking to that shepherd boy of, like, I know so much more than you, mm-hmm. which is why I'm saying he's going to be military. He's going to be great. He's going right. to be this. And that shepherd boy, what I, what I thought was cool is out of the group of people that he, the shepherds that he was with, they were mm-hmm. all big, strong shepherds. Right. This, this, this young man, um, what went through my mind is actually more, they actually portrayed a lot of the story of David. Yes. I caught, yes. I got like, he was David. 2,000, 3,000 years later, mm-hmm. and he's this, but they're focusing on him because, like you were saying, the meek will inherit the earth. He's this almost raggedy, torn up, crippled, like, can do nothing. But just mm-hmm. like David, his heart was enormous. Yeah, the, the worthless <clears throat> one. As as David as Jesse said, when they're like, "Oh, what you mean the worthless? I just got this worthless son who's out there." It's meaning nothing. That and that's that <clears throat> is the the biggest point here is the ones that that people would just like pass off as worthless. I mean, not to go into like Disney here or anything, but that was the whole point of like the diamond in the rough. Aladdin was just this poor little street beggar, you know, but he had this destiny. And I th- and I think you know any story that takes from scripture like that and just like shows like this. You know, it's the underdog story. You know, there's like this, this, the underdog, but he's got so much greatness within him, you know. And in this story here, not saying that he's, that the shepherd is great, but he has a heart. That's great. He has a great heart. And that's the whole point here. Um, so, and you see like his, th- his friends, quote unquote, that he's with, they're basically threatening to bail on him. It's just like, you gotta get out of here. You know, like, this is ridiculous, and we're not slowing down. You're going to get us all in trouble now. You know, now we're all going to get, you know, banned from here if you, it, because of your mistake and you speaking out of turn and bringing a, you know, a horrible lamb. You know, and then he trips and wounds himself, you know, gets a wound on his arm. And just, like, when he's down, he looks up and sees them leaving him, but he looks up into the tabernacle, and he's like, okay. So he sneaks in to hear... Um, you know, to hear what's going on. Basically, um, at this point, they're, um, the uh, Pharisees reading out of Isaiah 35. And again, more prophecy on, on the Messiah. But as he's standing there listening, 
he's just like bleeding on the floor. But he's but he's just he's so excited and he's listening and you just see the blood going down and he's and as he's holding on to the leash that has a lamb, you can see his grip just let go because he's just so enthralled and excited to hear this prophecy of the coming Messiah. Right. So as he's there, all of a sudden this one <laughs> rabbi who's there looks over and he's just like Basically, how dare you you come in here? This is a place of God. And he and he comes up and, and he kicks him out. And then he takes he he takes this towel that should have its own infomercial. I don't know if you if you caught that, but he wipes the blood up and is it's totally gone in one wipe. I'm like, wow, it's like a sham wow. Like it's back like in the, the bounty <laughs> quicker picker upper. It was amazing. But I mean that's the whole thing, is just like, you know, how dare you come in here? You're not worthy to come and hear the word of the Lord. I'm like, like so that's what things were like back then, but hey, it's histor- historically accurate. If you're not a student, it's not for you to learn. Right. You know, I mean, even um the but, Pharisee before that would say, Oh, so the so the the shepherd wants to learn, you know? Like, uh And I'm guessing he, he probably just picked up things as he went along his journeys because they were trapped they're obviously traveling from place to place. Right. Um, so he's just trying to pick up whatever he can learn along the way. And I'm guessing along the way he probably heard this Savior is coming. Right. And, I mean, just think of it. Even in our country today with everything that's going on, we're all oh, hoping man, yeah. for a Savior of some sort. <clears throat> and it's like we all think that it's going to be the next president or the next... Um, person who holds office for Senate in our in our state, right. or the next this, and really, it's like, no, it's not about the next man that's coming along. It's right. about the actual coming of Christ, right? You know, the true Savior, the King of Kings, mm-hmm. um, the return, <laughs> and it, it's just to just see this guy, and that's I think that's what drew me in is. His acting, he di- he didn't go into it and be like over crying, right? And right. Over the you've seen a lot of Christian movies and like, oh, like I've seen Christian <laughs> movies where they try to like boyfriend and girlfriend and they're like they just they gently hug because <laughs> touching when you're dating is bad, right? And it's right. like this guy he, it was real. It was real. It was heartfelt. You felt him. You felt the agony inside of him when he cut his arm when he fell down. Yeah, nothing like, was over the top. It was. It was the. That's the <clears> biggest <throat> thing is the acting in this entire series is just beautiful. It's mind blowing. It's it's simple because they they had a budget totally found uh, funded by just people, people pouring into it, and it's not some big Hollywood thing. But this is right up there. The quality of of the the um the media itself, the video itself, the acting is it's. I don't understand why, <laughs> how they were able to do this. It's almost like to me, like you know, deep fake stuff. I'm like, man, deep fake looks better than than you know, millions of dollars of CG at this point, you know, or it's just it's crazy. So can I ask one question? You can. So in every broadcast you do, are you going to bring up deep fake? <laughs> I didn't bring up deep. Oh, come on, that's just that's just because deep fake was did a better job with Luke's face. In Will, I feel for you. Will, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, it's so no, but I think that's I think that's a true point though. Is if you look at just take deep fake for example, that's that's a consumer built 
product. Mm-hmm. It's not Hollywood built. Nope. And it is such a good job. Right. This show is not Hollywood built. It's not done in a green or in a green screen or, you know, it, it there's not all these crazy special effects. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that's what makes it real. Is it's it's real. Yeah. There's there's no faking. You're not trying to hold something that's not really there. And then it's CG'd in after the fact. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what are they going to CG in at this point? The angel coming down or something? Well, they I don't mean, even. They don't even show that. I know. Which, which I think which, was perfect. Which was perfect because we. I mean, what would it look like? I don't know. We have no <laughs> idea what it would look like. <laughs> it's even not, it's not going to be a bunch of wings and eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I guess it was also a multitude of angels too. So right, right. That would be, you know, that's a lot of CG, but not no necessary. Deal. You can tell a story without having to have all that, and I think that's what they're. Uh, that's that's what's good about it. I mean, I I hope they don't get to a point where it goes too far, and they and they start considering that with the budget. It's like no, just stick to storytelling. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have things that I hope, you know, no matter what show or movie I'm watching, you know, there's gonna be parts where I'm just like, please. Stay here and don't go this way. And I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to season two, which you know as as we get through this, we'll we'll see more about it and just the anticipation of what season two is going to bring to it. Because, well, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. We'll I'm get there. Looking forward to episode <laughs> three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mind if I go to the next part of the show? Because um, he yeah. he ends up leaving the temple. Yep. And then, lo and behold. Bumps into Mary and Joseph. Right. And I think this is the cool part about this is it's so simple. Again, uh-huh. it's just, it, and I, it, to even go into, you know, being a Christian and our walk with God, it is so simple. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it takes courage, it takes faith, it takes right. strength, it takes all of these things and our, us laying our lives down. But at the same time, it is so simple. And he bumps into Mary and Joseph and doesn't even know of course not. that they're Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he, Joseph is like the godfather of the New Testament. <laughs> you know, he's just, he is without Joseph and Mary, it just wouldn't happen. But it, um, he bumps into him and they're, they're saying we're on our way to Bethlehem. And he's like, well, they were in Bethlehem. They were looking for a well. Is what they were looking right. for. Right. He's like, I, I wouldn't say that too loud. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, they, no, no. they said I'm. For, we're from Nazareth. Yeah, and it, in Galilee. And he's like, I wouldn't say that too loud. Yeah. Um, and he and he goes, oh, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, the, yeah. So it starts off. They're looking for the well, and he's like, oh, here, take some of mine instead. Like he goes, oh, it's just down that way. And then he's just like, again, he has a heart for people, and he's just like, oh, here, take some of mine. But the the whole the whole joke with the Nazareth. He's like, oh, well, don't you know that nothing good? He goes, yes, 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 I know. I know what they say about Nazareth. Nothing good comes from Nazareth. And uh, the way he responds, I mean, this hits home for me. So I grew up in Lynn, Mass., and every time somebody asks me, oh, where are you from? And I go, Lynn. They go, oh, Lynn, Lynn, the city. I'm like, yes, I know. You okay, don't I don't need to hear that. <laughs> like, I don't need to hear that again. And I love that he responds like this because it was just like, oh, somebody gets it. You know, <laughs> like, yes. I, I did not come out the way that I went in. I totally didn't because I was a little kid. And then when I came out, I was a bigger kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's, it is, there's truth behind it, but I'm just, I'm tired of hearing it. But that was the whole joke. Nothing good comes from, yeah, 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 I know. I know what they say. <laughs> 
So I, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and again, they made it. They made it real. They made it. I think that for me is what does it. Is it was so, it was so real. Mary and Joseph didn't look like like you see the pictures of Mary and the statues of Mary, and she's this pristine, <laughs> like. And she, she was. They were both. They were. They were dirty from their travel. Yeah. They were tired. Mm-hmm. And just like us, she wasn't. <laughs> like, you ever see those movies where the, the the girl is pregnant and they're sitting there like. Rubbing their belly, and they're like, "Ooh, <laughs> Mary was pregnant. You knew she was pregnant, but she, she was wasn't. Like, ah. She was, she was, she was real. Like, you, you were seeing that. She's like, get me somewhere. Yeah, like, like I just, I just she, like she was cordial, but she was clearly like, can we, can we keep moving, please? Thank you, thank you so much for the water. We, we got to go, Joe. Come on, let's go. <laughs> like, right. And I think another thing is too is they took this story. They, I think they took a lot of just principles from other stories like even the boy with the with the loaf with the two fish with the uh, fish and bread mm-hmm. you know giving the little that he has right this guy has so little mm-hmm. but is so willing to just give it mm-hmm. not and, even knowing who they are but just because he has a heart and i think at the the end of it when he everything happens it yeah. just it's oh, yeah. so amazing it's perfect it's we'll, so perfect we shall get there um so, yeah, they're reading from Isaiah 35. You know, we kind of get that there, too. And then we, we get to the shepherd who's... Um, it, it, the shepherds, rather. They're all having their fireside chat, and they're just ripping on the Pharisees. I, I, I thought it was... It reminded me of, like, lawyer jokes. You know, the way they're talking. And it's just like, oh, maybe the Pharisee, when he puts down his will, he puts himself as the heir. Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just them just, like, ripping on people that obviously are in places of authority, but they're making jokes. Just like we would about, you know, a president or, you know, anybody else who's in power. We make jokes. And it's, it was just, again, cool to see this kind of, and then ripping on each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that maybe he's like, this is my grandmother's recipe. Oh, that's why your grandfather left, you know. Just like, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were just being real and being men. And they were just being dudes. Being guys, right. Being dudes around a fire. And, again, you don't see that in anything else that's, that's telling the story or anything from Scripture. You know, well, so because people want to be so scripturally based and just focus on nothing but that when they make other stuff. But I really feel like this show is going to inspire a lot of new things. True. And it's going to it's going to be amazing. The things that come out of Christian media. And I've always, you know, something I've always I've always said myself is if they actually took scripture for what it was. It wouldn't be this lovey dovey mm. PGG movie like you see there. What I think a lot of Christian movies do is they try to take the principle of being a Christian and then apply it to a movie. Right. right. Versus taking the scripture and applying it to life. And applying it to life right. and letting the raw. Because if you actually took the Bible, let's go Old Testament, mm-hmm. and you put 90% of those stories into, into a movie, it would be R or higher. <laughs> yeah, of course. <clears throat> It wouldn't be a PG. Let's lovey dovey. I mean, let's look at the story of Lot. I mean, oh, I mean, for let's let's just. I mean, he, he sleeps with his well, daughters. Well, I mean, they did. They did. <laughs> let's like, just portray it for real. Like, what is like? What are we not talking uh, about when it comes to scripture? Let's 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 hide all the real stuff and just give the one aspect of being pure and having this and having that, which is all true. But you can't have that. It's like having Star Wars with the light side without having 
having Jedi but no Sith. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? a good point. Like, yeah, okay. But I'm thinking, like, they have done some stuff. Like, what was that? Um, Exodus. Didn't they do an Exodus movie? Exodus, Gods and Kings? or Yeah, well, there was that one. They the, did Noah. There was Noah. They did Samson, which... Well, Samson was... That was a... That wasn't a big one, was it? They did, if you actually, it was on, I think it's on Netflix. It was on Netflix, yeah. They actually, that was actually one of my favorite, one of my more okay. favorite That's ones. On my, it's on my watch list. I it's haven't a, seen it yet. It's a, we should do this with that movie. They did a really okay. good job with it, but okay. they did Russell Crowe with Noah. They ruined it. Um, no. <laughs> they yeah. ruined it. Um, I, I think Hollywood it. tried doing the movie Year One, um, which... Well, that was ruined. It <laughs> that was <laughs> that was not intention intended to bring bring light. It was intended to make fun of stuff. But uh, the funny thing is, I saw that before <laughs> before I, I accepted Christ. So when I started reading the Bible, I'm like, oh, I remember this from year one. <laughs> I'm probably I might be the only person who's not the best to this. reference to go <laughs> <No>. to. <laughs> but it's so funny. I'm like, oh, there's there's Adam and Eve, and I'm like, you wouldn't expect Harold Ramis to be Adam, and then you got their son Seth, who's like, ooh, and he's making like. <laughs> it's like basically year one for the if if you, the cast of Superbad is year one. Oh, I know. Jack Black and everybody oh, it's, else. It's, it's such a awful uh, movie. Hor- horrible movie. You've got Paul Rudd and and David Cross as Cain and Abel, <laughs> and <laughs> poor Paul Rudd. He just like. <laughs> As Abel, he's like, I'm still alive. Oh, and he keeps beating them with the rock. When I first started watching it, because it was all about these cavemen at first, and then they come out of their cave, and there's this civilization. And I'm like, this is awful. This makes no sense. (laughs) Well, they kept jumping through time, but but not making it weird. Like, now they're in Egypt. I'm like, but, but, huh? Anyway, whatever. The first five (laughs) books of the Bible are all happening at once. It was just... Let's let's Awful. not encourage people to see that movie. Let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, don't go watch that movie. So anyway, they, they so back around the fire and they, and they're just like, oh, your dinner's all the way over there. Go sleep. You're sleeping with the sheep tonight. And he's just like, oh, okay. So he kind of he goes off. He sulks a little bit. But again, like you said, not like over. Like, oh my god, nobody loves me. But just like, oh, whatever. This is my life. I'll just, you know, keep praying the Messiah does show up someday. Like, that's just kind of like what's going on with him. And you can see that all in the face, you know. Um, yeah, the simple, he wasn't over-dramatizing it. Exactly. You know, you he just, you, just you get it, real. but it's not ridiculous. So he's, he's sulking over there. He's washing his wound in the water, you know, over in this little tiny stream. And then suddenly you get this wind this bright light and glorious sounds and a message that's not able to be understood. But if you know the story and you know what's going on, you know what's happening there. They're basically saying, follow the star, the Messiah is coming, you know? Read Luke 2 again. Read Luke 2 again. So, but that's, you know, it's, I, I listened to it a couple of times. I'm just like, oh, I wonder if I put subtitles on it, if I could hear what they're saying. And I'm like, no, I can't. It's just a bunch of going on. But, so, they all just like you know one of them's just like on his on his face just bowing down <laughs> the other one's just trying to pay attention to what's going on and you've got our shepherd who's just like oh my god it's it's happening it's happening it's happening it's happening like this he is, starts this is it. tearing up he starts tearing up and he's just like okay and you're wanting to tear up at the same time oh it's and that's when it so this is the third <laughs> time i've watched this third or fourth time i've watched this and that's the exact moment that I, my eyes started welling up to and i'm like oh my god like imagine you're just, you're praying and you're waiting and you're getting like, it's here. Everything you've been waiting for is finally here. 
you know, now as a kid, I always wanted to go to Disney World, you know, and I know, listen, I always, I always wanted to go to Disney World as a kid, and I didn't. All my other friends and their families and everybody else went to Disney World. My cousins went like seven times, and I didn't go until I was probably like 15, 14. Make a wish came through for me. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. You know, I, I had to, I had to shave my head. <laughs> bad joke. I know. I'm sorry. Really bad joke. I'm sorry. Um, but I finally got to go, and I went there. Oh, maybe you know. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't 15. I was, I was like 12, in reality. But still, I mean, 12 years when everybody else goes, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And I went there, and I'm so excited, and I'm like, I've been waiting for this my whole life, and I get there, and. I remember being like, I don't think it's hit me yet that I'm actually here. But no, I realized it's just empty. It's just a place. They have some things. And I'm not going to have that fulfillment right. You know that I've been desiring and waiting for. It's like the people who sit there and look out their window waiting for their Amazon package to arrive. And they get it. And it's a new ring doorbell. And they connect it to their house. And they go, this is great. Now I can know when people are here. And then you, you don't want it anymore because you realize, like, oh, every time a bird flies by, it tells me that someone's at my door. And you're like... It's it's not living up to my expectations, and you realize it's not the the end all fulfillment. But for him, I think it goes back to for him though. I think it goes back to even like Mary and Joseph Mm -hmm. growing up with some understanding of what the prophets have been saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, four, five, six hundred, a thousand years ago. At this point in time, I mean, because if you go from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the New Testament, which is this time frame. There's about a 400 to 500 year gap um, that they don't go over. Um, but to sit there and be like, okay, so because he's just saying, is it true? Like, like, think of it now. We're sitting here. When's the second coming going to happen? We've right. been reading about it. Right. And then all of a sudden, imagine just seeing Christ coming. That would be the experience. Like, it's indescribable. Right. Indescribable, sorry. Um, to see, to be there and be like, okay, if I was Mary, like, I'm bearing the Christ child. If I was Joseph, I'm married to the woman who's bearing the Christ child. If I was the shepherd, I at this point in time, I'm now living in the <laughs> time frame that has been spoken about, that we've been learning about all our lives. Right. It's happening. Yeah. It's here. It's like being six years old and waiting for Santa Claus to come. And right. Christmas morning, you're waking up, and all those gifts are there. The, well, I, I think one <clears throat> thing, too, and this is, this is where I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been on this walk longer than I have, but, you know, the prophet Isaiah and, you know, all the other prophets who were prophesying about the Messiah coming, like, yeah, there's this, there's this Messiah coming, you know, and we've heard prophets in our day say this is happening, that's happening. They don't um, amount to anything, really, until... It's fulfilled, right? So th- that's why I think he was asking, you know, saying, hey, do you think the, pro- the Messiah really is going to come? Because it's just like, that's what the prophet said, and we believe that God spoke to these people, you know. And in, But again, seeing is believing. Knowing that it's happening and coming together is, is a whole different thing when you actually know what's happening. So I feel like, um, I just wanted to touch upon that for a sec, where it was still a question, will it happen? Right. And will it happen in my lifetime? Right. So, you know, that's not necessarily something they've been learning about forever. It's just been kind of something where, like, I really hope that's true. I pray to God that that's true. And, but that's, that's it. Right. So. Like, is this for real? 
Right. And then in that moment when, because he was off to the side, like he was down by this little brook, wa- like he was saying, washing his arm that he got wounded on in the yeah. city. Um, and he's in this little brook. He's wa- All of a sudden he sees it. So he's hearing the angels speak to all of them as well too. And he's like, it's happening. Yeah. This is real. This. And then the next part that starts happening is really where I was like, they're going to do this. Because I, I don't know if you have in your notes that this is where he starts traveling to go to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't mind me going off on a yeah. little bit, he, he has, so he has a uh, makeshift. Um, he has a crutch. A crutch. It's, no, it's not makeshift. I mean, that's a crutch of its, of its time. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, you see him start to, I mean, out of his excitement, he's hobbling as fast as he can, mm-hmm. as fast as he can. And I'm watching it going, at some point in time, he's going to drop it. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. some point in time, he's just going to take off because oh, yeah. this doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and as great as this was, I mean, you're seeing it happen. It's happening in slow motion where he's just running, and they got this glorious music playing, and it's just like, oh, but it's but the way that they use the way they use music in this show is just it's perfectly done. It's not over the top. It's not ridiculous. It's not something where you go, oh, that's cliche. It's just like it's perfectly timed, and it adds so much to the emotion of the scene. And what they did that was good was they didn't when they were showing him running. They didn't focus on his weak leg. Right. They actually focused on the crutch hitting the ground. Right. Which I thought was really cool because that's why I was like, okay, he's going to, they're focusing. Usually, when, like, if you, even if you're watching a show and you're, like, when you watch, let's go to your favorite movie, Iron Man. When you're in the, <laughs> when they're in the truck, the focus was still kind of on the background outside of the truck and you're knowing right. that something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So when the so when when the camera focuses on that one thing, something's gonna happen, and they were you got a glimpse of his crippled foot, but you saw his good foot hitting the ground, and mm-hmm. then you saw the crutch hitting the ground. Right. And then all of a sudden, the he drops the crutch. Yeah, he drops the crutch, <clears throat> and I mean this scene goes full on Forrest Gump. There's no other way to say it. Like this was, it was. I never thought of that. Oh that no! Worked. As soon as I like every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh man, it's it's totally Forrest Gump when you see it. And I I love that scene in Forrest Gump. It's the same exact thing with slow motion. He's running. He's got his limp. It's a little off. And then you see it like slightly improve. And then out of nowhere, his his running just completely shifts to like totally no issue full-on running, and the braces break off. Now, I don't care who you are, if you hate Tom Hanks or love Tom Hanks or hate that movie, that scene is an amazingly done scene. That was, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, Zemeckis did that movie? Was I it Robert Zemeckis? I think so. Yeah. The, um, well, that wasn't even Tom Hanks, though. I, well, I know it wasn't Tom Hanks. I'm just saying the movie itself, if you right. don't like the yeah. movie. But that scene, you have to appreciate the the imagery they used there and how they shot it with the kid. He was put in a situation and it was like, you know, you're praying for him. And then out of nowhere, he just, like, gets this, like, burst of, of confidence and just, like, strength right. in his body. And he just takes off. And but then I, from that moment on, he was running. <laughs> and that was, that was it. He ran like the wind. He could run like the wind blow. <laughs> but yeah. I think the parallel here, though, that's really cool that they, the, the little, the, the parallels that they use to drop into the story 
of when we're actually running after Christ, when we're actually going in our own lives today, when mm. we're actually running after that, <clears throat> there's a strength and a healing that we can experience right. that you're not going to experience somewhere else. Exactly. And it was in his own, he, he was just, he, he knew. <laughs> like, he knew what he was running after. Mm -hmm. um, and if we know what we're running after, you know, it's not just Santa Claus on Christmas morning. It's not just <laughs> Disney World. It's yeah, eternal exactly. life. It's it's a joy and a hope that we all have that we can chase after that there is a fulfillment within that that lasts forever. Right. Um, and then it just gets, in these last few moments of this show, it just, the culmination of it just gets better and better. Oh, yeah. Because there's very little talking from this point on. In fact, actually, I don't think there's, there's, there's any there's talking. zero talking. So it actually went completely silent. I mean, all you heard was um, the reading out of, uh, pull it up here, actually, Isaiah 714. Um, so it's just it's just a voiceover. Like, you've got the music. You've got everything else silent. Maybe just some sound effects of, like, feet hitting the ground as he's running up towards, you know, the manger, towards the stable there. And he comes up, and we see... Um, that's when he starts to get in there, and as he's running, you just hear that voice saying, For this reason, the sovereign master himself will give you a confirming sign. Look, this young woman is about to conceive and will give birth to a son. You young woman will name him Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which so is also in Matthew as well, too. Right. You shall call him. It's the angel actually tells Mary, you will call him Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Um which is a little tagline if you want to hear more about that. Um, in the podcast as well, too, look up Crossing Life Church and listen to Steve's message on Tis the Reason, and he actually goes more into depth with that. Yeah, that was probably, oh, geez, a few weeks ago. Two or now, three, right? four weeks ago. It was Christmas week. Yeah, it was, it was the week of Christmas. Yeah. So check out Tis the Reason because that was oh, so good. Which will actually so dive good. into, he can actually give more information based on that scripture right there. Which is crazy because in Isaiah it says that, and then it says it verbatim in Matthew. Right. Which is crazy because it's four hundred years later. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming to pass, and it, it's doing this. And then the 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 when I saw this scene, what it caught what it reminded me of was have you you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Of course. So oh, yeah. in, in Fellowship of the Ring, right, right. In Fellowship of the Ring, when Frodo gets stabbed, yep. and then he wakes up in Rivendell, right. and then you see Sam and Pippin and Mary come in, and they're all flailing their arms and being all giddy and stuff like that. <laughs> the shepherds actually reminded me of that scene yes, from right. Lord of the Rings. You're right. That's um, good. Because they're just, they're just giddy and excited because first they were these grumpy, crazy, angry men, mm -hmm. and then it just goes to show... That all of a sudden, when God touches your heart, the oh, yeah. change that can happen. Right. And these guys were on their face on the ground. Then all of a sudden, they're chasing after them, mm -hmm. and they go to the, they go to the, um, to the stable. There. The stable. It will, so I, what I love about it again is like we had like s some muffled sound effects, almost as if you had like you shot a gun too close to your ear where you could just kind of hear some stuff, you know, outside of the ringing. So you have that music kind of happening there, but the silent voices, you see their mouths moving and they're like, 
So these these shepherds are reaching out, and they're like, oh, let us hold the baby, let us hold the baby. And Joseph looks up at, fir- at first when they first run in, he's like, oh, hold on, hold on, who, who are, are you? you? Like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, get out of here, my wife just had a kid, you know. But they're like, oh, oh yeah, and he's like, okay, you, okay, you're cool, all right, let us hold the baby, and. As he's looking there, holding Jesus in his arms, he looks over there, and then he just turns and looks over at our shepherd boy here, you know, and he's just like, oh, I remember you. I remember you, and <clears throat> clearly you have a, you know, whatever. We have a relationship. We're cool. Here, you hold Jesus. And he's just, you can see the, the shepherd. shepherds don't get to hold him. No, Only they don't get to hold him. does. Just he gets to hold him. And again, I think that comes back down to coming to God with the heart of a child. Right. And that's something that we're, you know, that's the whole, like, there's so many great little, uh, you know, scripture pieces that woven into this story here, where, again, you see the parallels of, of this entire story being put together in all different parts of the story of Christ. Well, even, like, the whole give and receive thing. Right. Because the little that he gave, the water, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Mary and Joseph see his arm and all scratched up, and mm-hmm. they take one of the... And I love how they actually took Scripture literally, and they actually wrapped him in strips right. of cloth, versus you see you know, your basic Christmas nativity scene, and he's like in this actual swaddling cloth that we right. use today, and it's like, no, how long did it take them to wrap him in these <laughs> strips? <laughs> yeah. And they actually remove one of the strips from Jesus, yep. and they allow him to wrap up his arm. And, yeah. his, and it's like, oh. he just got back... <laughs> because he gave to them first, which right. that part, and then he asks them, and this is where, oh, oh, I, of course. What are you going <laughs> to name them? You, you lose it. <laughs> and they weren't like, well, and it was, I thought it was cool because they weren't like, we're going to name him Jesus. Like, yeah. This, and she's just like, she was just, Jesus. She's just like, Jesus. Like, yeah. That's his name. That's his name. It's like if you were asked, like, when, like when, when your daughter was born, like, what are you going to name her? Teresa. <laughs> like I was like Faith yeah my daughter's Faith like we we watch movies today and it's all about Jesus you either hear it in one of two fashions either his name shall be Jesus like it's just it's overdone it's overdone or yeah. it's used in bad context yeah um, <clears throat> yeah in the wrong way but it's, instead of just being like yeah it's Jesus and not like and Jesus and it's like no <laughs> it's and they again they just they they made it so simple so as a matter of fact yep like she she wasn't thinking about it she already knew um i mean what i do what i would feel bad about is joseph and mary didn't have the opportunity to figure out let's go through a you know (laughs) let's veto names because i don't like that name i like this name i love that name it was we don't have a choice. This is his name. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad Emmanuel, in that sense. Jesus. Like, but at the same time, it would be cool. Like if, if I was going to have another kid, um, it would be kind of cool to have an angel come down in my dreams and say, just name him this. Oh, yeah. Like, it well, would that take... Would, that, would, that would take away so many arguments in my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. This. Like, let's, let's use your parents' name or this parent's name or this, this person's name. Uh-huh. No, 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 because you don't want to offend somebody. You don't uh-huh. want to do this. And they're like, nope, um, we're going to offend everybody. <laughs> Name him Jesus, Emmanuel. He's going to, yeah, he's, he's going to offend a lot of people. Well, they did that with John, too, wasn't it? When um, his name is John, that was the whole point, was his father. 
Um, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he was he was mute until he, he actually was, gave him his name. Yeah, but that was the whole point. Is like it will be John, and they were like, but why would you name it? Jo-? Oh yeah, they asked like, why would you name it John? Nobody in your family is named John. And he, the first thing he says finally is, his name is John. Right. Like, Which oh. <laughs> again offended so many people because exactly. they today it's offensive if yeah it's still if we don't use that person's name people get a people tend to get offended and that was even bigger then oh yeah and he would but this time it was just like no it's jesus mm-hmm. and he holds them and then he he gives he's them like, back he's, he's like people must know you know people must know and it's like the, <laughs> well, the way he responded, go, he goes, like, people must know. And he's like, people must know. And I go, this is the way. This is the way. Because <laughs> it's just this, the repeating like that is funny to me. But already before this, the other three shepherds, when they realized they weren't going to hold Jesus, they just ran off. They bailed. So they can just go spread it. Right. Let everybody know, the Messiah is here. The Messiah is here. And it's, it's funny. So, I mean, those of you who don't know what I do, so every year at our church, we have something called Christmas at the Crossing. And one of my favorite things, it's its my favorite thing to look forward to because I don't do a lot of acting anymore. I haven't done acting since college. And at this point, I, I feel like I'm dating myself. It was a very long time ago. <laughs> it was almost 10 years ago the last time I was in college. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, so the only acting I do is I am i play one of the wise men. Actually, that's how Chuck and I first started talking was we were wise men together. And I was <laughs> i was hamming it up at the uh, the Ford F-350s that were t- carting the wagons around. What sorcery is this? This foul, fire-breathing beast. <laughs> but no, in reality, um, I play one of the wise men just like being so excited. We have seen the Messiah. He's finally here. There's nothing like it in all the world world and i mean hey if you guys are in the in new hampshire area come around next year it's 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 one of the coolest things just to kind of go out there we have live nativity and we have this stuff out in the field and it's just it's great you go on this wagon ride and it's it's by far my favorite time of the year and it, and, to, and for people who who don't understand what this guy felt like the only thing i could actually think of that it doesn't even come. It doesn't even compare. But just the, the experience of it all, when when Marvel did Infinity Wars, Infinity War. <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing it right. <laughs> Xfinity War. No. <laughs> um, when Endgame started to come out, mm. and you could see it, there was a two to three week time frame where you weren't allowed to talk about it, <laughs> and right. all you wanted to do was talk about it. Right, you couldn't. They, it was, it was an unwritten rule where you couldn't post it on Facebook. You couldn't talk about it because you were going to give something away. Oh yeah, but that, but that feeling of like, wow, I saw this. I, who, who, who it's easy to go out, ask around. Did you see it? Did you see it? And then mm-hmm. you could talk about it. But at the same time, these guys must have been like, I saw it. I want to talk about it. Who can I talk about it with? Like, what can I talk about this with? Like. This comes into play later on in the in the series as well. We'll talk more about that whole thing t- because here that you know people must know people must know. Okay, well tell people that's fine. Right. Later on, there's the whole point where Jesus, as we know, says, "Don't tell anybody what just happened today," because he's not. It's not his time to be known. Right. And so we we get more into that as the series goes on. So we'll we'll see that. But um, 
we see later on again at this point as so as the um, the shepherds are running over town, flailing the their arms and basically like banging down people's doors. Messiah's here! The Messiah's here! Like I, it, it's again they're not they're not allowing us to hear their voices. But if you did, it would probably be pretty ridiculous. Right. They would sound like crazy people. He's here! He's here! The Messiah's here! But they did it in a, in a great way. It's slow motion. They're running around. They're excited, and people are looking like, huh? Okay, dude. All right, calm down. But like, but you don't get it. And as that's happening, they're doing Isaiah nine point. Or yeah, nine point six. Isaiah nine six. Want me to read it? Um, yeah, if you got it there. I'll look it up. But it's the um. Keep talking. As, as they're I running do. around, it's just that voiceover, and they're jumping up and down. They're again banging on doors, and you see them. Um, like the other shepherds are are basically they're friendly with him again because they all just witnessed the most amazing news ever together. It's something they're sharing, and they can share that excitement because they they're all in the same boat. You know, like right. I can't believe it's here, and they hug each other, and you see the shepherd finally getting that recognition. They're like, you know, you were right. He's here. It's good. So what was that uh, Isaiah nine six? So Isaiah nine six again. You could probably you can you can find this in the New Testament, but because the the Gospels will go back to the prophets quite often. It says, "For a child has been born to us," and what's cool is they're actually saying this as if it's happening now. And this was four or five hundred years prior to. For a child has been born to us, a son has been given to us. He shoulders responsibility and is called extraordinary strategist, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Mm. So this is the New England translation. The New English translation, um, New England. So it's it's the New England translation. He'd be he be a governor. <laughs> he'd park his car. He'd park his car over here by the yard where the where the manger is. Um, and the reason why it's called New English New English. Wow, I can't say. I know. <laughs> now I can't even say. New it. English. The New English translation is because it's said backwards from the Old English translation. Right. Um, but they're, extraordin- they're bringing it more to today's terminology of extraordinary strategist, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes on to say that he will rule on David's throne. Right. Which was like heresy to say back then. Oh, yeah, of course. It was treasonous because this guy is going to become king? Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh geez, well wait wait till Jesus gets in the in the tabernacle there and starts reading that scroll and they're like, oh, did he just say he was God? <laughs> we'll get there. At but twelve. Oh. <laughs> oh no, it's so it's so great. And then we get this. This is like the big payoff here. Like this was the the payoff at the end. Like it it just was perfect. That Pharisee comes out of nowhere. It comes out of his hole and he's just like, hey, it's you again. Like what did I tell you? You can't come back here. And he goes, where it? Where is it? Do you find that? Have you found that spotless lamb for sacrifice? And it's like, oh, and you just see this smile on the shepherd's face, and then it blacks out, and then <clears throat> and then it's it, and that's just it. Just goes to credits, and it's just, it is perfect because you just see this joy on his face, and it's funny. So here's, as great as it is, I laugh because I think about okay. We're seeing this, we're seeing it with the music, we're seeing it with the slow motion, the excitement on his face, but his response to the Pharisee is nothing. Is is not gonna go over well with the Pharisee. <laughs> so we know that he's we know that he's got joy. Like he's got so much joy right now because of what's happening. He's just smiling. They're like, okay, where is it? He goes, A child was born. He goes, Um, get out of my town. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah, crazy the, guy. The final sacrifice is coming because that's what he's thinking too. Because it's prophesied of Christ's right. death as well too. Right, being the final being, and they've actually done studies for one person to fulfill all of those prophecies. I think I heard this years and years ago, and I might be a, I'm paraphrasing for the exact, but they said that one of the studies showed that for one person to fulfill all the prophecies that Christ filled mm -hmm. would be like taking the state of Texas, filling it three inches deep of quarters, and finding that one specific quarter. Right. Like, it's <laughs> it's that difficult. Right. So when you're looking at what Christ did and how he, and how he fulfilled all of this, it wasn't like, oh, coincidence here and coincidence there. Right. He fulfilled all of this stuff and all of these prophecies. And what brought joy to this kid to this one kid is all this the little bit that he knew he knew was he held on he physically held it in his arms. Yeah. Oh. So cool. And I just, I know like I just had a little boy a year and a half ago and when I hold him in my arms, now he doesn't just cuddle he's all over the place <laughs> but when he was first born i got to hold him and look at him and stare at him i like i can i can look at it now i look at it now I go imagine if that little boy was baby jesus <laughs> like that like ah i just i yeah. can't even talk about it all the time because it's just so incredible yeah no it's it's great and, and i think i mean we're at a, po a point in our life as well you know we have children you know we're fathers we're husbands um you know, both, yeah, I mean, we're both kind of in the same boat in that sense, um, and stories like this, things like this can hit us in a, in a different way than it hits other people who haven't been through it, but then again, everything hits everybody differently, Right. so, I mean, I think, that's why I'm glad that you and I are talking about this, it wouldn't be something that it would affect Will in the same way it affects you and I. Um, well, neither did Mandalorian. Well, yeah, whatever. Baby so. Yoda. <laughs> Just say Grogu, man. Um, I have to. I, say, it's already done. We we can, they can't you know go back and change it now. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. It's Baby Yoda. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not Kool Aid. It's green milk, blue milk, whatever. It's weird milk. Anyway. I do apologize if we happen to bring Star Wars <laughs> into everything. into everything we talk about. <laughs> we already talked about Disney. We start talking about Year One. <laughs> if if, oh, if for the next nine weeks, Marvel Star Wars happens to come up. Often, um, it is a big part of our relationship in real life as well, too. Um, we're life. both huge movie critics. <laughs> we both enjoy um, those, especially those genres. Uh, and we compare, we, could, we, could, we tend to compare other movies to other movies. Well, yeah. And those are just happen to be our favorites. Well, so. what, what's that about comparing ourselves with ourselves? <laughs> hey, whatever. Um, anyway. Honestly, um, I'm glad that you you were, you were able to make it over here and, and join me today, Chuck. So just so you guys know, Chuck and I are actually sitting uh, six feet apart, which is you know in regulation, so we're good. But we're actually here in person, which is pretty cool. So um, those who don't know and haven't caught on, Will and I are many, many miles apart, um, but we've been friends for a very long time. Chuck is one of my newer friends. And but it's nice that we can, you know, he lives <laughs> 10 minutes down the road and we can come hang out together. So right. this is a is a regular organic conversation. It's not some phone conversation. We are sitting right here um, when we were talking about the ring doorbell. I was waving my <laughs> my ring doorbell uh, box 
because I did get the ring doorbell and I am annoyed with the motion notifications. More annoyed that when I get the motion notifications, it won't actually let me see a live view. I got to do some troubleshooting and figure out why. I'm like, thanks for telling me and I can't even see it. <laughs> but anyway, way besides the point, Hey, you know, you listen to a podcast because you want personality, not somebody just to tell you some stuff and then move on. I'm a, I'm a person, okay? That's where we are. So thank you guys for, so much for listening. Thanks again, Chuck, for joining me um, on this journey. I think it's going to be really – I'm really excited to, um, to witness your first viewing of this show um, and to just, you know, discuss and see how you're, how you're feeling about it and just get your take on it. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to reach out and kind of put somebody on the spot that I think Steve should join us at some point. I at think we'll have point, a yeah. really good conversation. Steve is one of has the best one of the best theological minds of anybody I've ever met. So I'd love to have him come in here and I mean we probably wouldn't have to worry about looking up scripture as much. We'd be like, oh, Steve would be like, yeah, well, it's just like the such and such. And his Boston accent is so much more uh, thicker than ours, so he can he can totally read from the New England version. So it'll work out really well for us. Hey, I'm going to actually create that version. The New England version? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that'll um, be... But on a, on a more serious note, before we close, I just want to let everyone know, too, that is listening to this... <clears throat> For the next nine weeks, and then when we do season two, and then hopefully season three as well, too, um, one of the things that Lee and I really wanted to get out of this, too, was, because I know Lee, had, Lee actually came to me and said, <laughs> you know, we've been doing these other movies, and I know Will wanted to kind of do his own little thing, and, and then Lee was like, well, I kind of want to do my own thing, and I want to do The Chosen. Who do I do it with? And he asked me to do that. And one thing that really, you know, was on my heart is as we're doing this, um, watch the watch it again, watch it two or three times, um, but let God marinate in your heart. Mm. Let Him soften your heart. Um, and I think every week too is just we just want to reach out and let people know, you know, God sits at the door of your heart and He knocks. Yeah, and He waits and He's calling for you. And he he wants to love on you, and he wants to be the savior for you the way he was for this shepherd boy in this movie, in this show. <clears throat> he want he is calling out to you, um, and the cool thing is, is he they used angels. They, he used angels back then to talk to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds. He used all those, but the cool thing today is he actually uses himself, the Holy Spirit, and actually can speak to your heart. So if you're feeling like, okay, I'm feeling something, that's probably God saying, join me in conversation. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to invite him into your heart, invite him into your life, and take that new journey of not having to use that crutch and mm -hmm. running with the Lord and being there and allowing him to now hold you in his arms because um, he's there ready, willing, and waiting for you. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Chuck. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of, um, of the reviews. So, I mean, we're under black and white reviews under the umbrella. Um, maybe we'll come up with a new name for what you and I are doing right now, Chuck. Um, I mean, well, we've got it. But in reality, we're, we're talking about The Chosen. So... Um, check it out, you know, watch it, watch it again. If you've already seen it, watch it again. 
and just go through it because it's just every time I watch it, it just hits me more and more. And it's it's just it's a blessing. It's a blessing to to media out there, especially with the way media is now. There's so much just horrible media, whether it's news, fake news, or just some of the movies that are being put out there. Some of the songs, the ones that are number one on the charts, that are just the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. You know, so we we need more like this, a story that's going to grab people. I mean, I like to say, you know, J.J. Abrams made a Star Trek movie that I actually enjoyed. So that's pretty good. And <laughs> hey, but you know what it did? It got me interested in watching the originals, which I have and I enjoyed them as well. So that's go. the whole point. And I, and I think that's a real good, a real good thing that's happening here is if you can make something that grabs people and shows them a different side of the story, it'll intrigue them to, to actually look a little bit deeper into it and get more of a backstory and get more of a, of a, a structured you know, history of it. And you know, this, this show is just has done that for me. So I want to just say thank you to the VidAngel team and Dallas Jenkins and everybody else for putting this together. Um, it's just been, it's been such a blessing to me personally. So me as well too. So yeah. I've I've watched two episodes. So <laughs> so far oh, you're in for a treat. Man. I, mean, I can't wait to. <laughs> I, I, Nicodemus is the man. <laughs> Eric Avari. Um, those of you he means Zacchaeus. <laughs> Everybody mixes up Nicodemus with Zacchaeus. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I only know it because my kids sing the Zacchaeus song about him being up up in a tree. He's a wee little man, but. Um, yeah, Eric Avari, you probably remember him. He's been in, like, The Mummy. He was in Encino Man. Um, he was in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Um, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> he was the guy singing, Here am I sitting in a tin can. <laughs> I love this guy. Eric Avari is, is awesome. And maybe, maybe I'm not pronouncing it right. I hope it's Avari and not Avery. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, that guy. He's a... Uh, um, He's just he's phenomenal in this, and I've I've I'm I'm so glad that he's come in, and not just for the star power, but for just the sheer belief in his character, and he makes it real. Oh, he makes it so real. I mean, yeah, you said you watched the first episode, so you, you you're seeing him start to get there, and it's oh so good. Anyway, I'll close for the fifteenth time. I feel like this is the end of Return of the King, where we just had like seven endings, but we are actually gonna sign off. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Have a great one, guys. There's nothing